DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Father Gary Castor, who is a priest of the Diocese of Peoria, Illinois. He is the author of several books, including The Little Way of Lent, Meditations in the Spirit of St. Therese of Lisieux, Prayer Everywhere, The Spiritual Life Made Simple, and Mary in Her Own Words, The Mother of God in Scripture. He has also written and produced shows for the Eternal Word Television Network and travels throughout the country leading parish missions and retreats. With Father Gary Castor, we go inside the pages of Joseph, The Man Who Raised Jesus, published by Servant Books. Father Castor, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me to appreciate it. To be able to have St. Joseph lifted up and presented to us, especially in the way you've done it, is is just so special. Can we call him a bit of an enigma? I mean, we, we don't have any actual words from Joseph in Scripture. What we have is a man of action, don't we? Yes, we do. And I, I, think, I think that the term enigma fits well with our Catholic faith and we, after all, the center of, of our faith and life is the mystery of the Trinity, of God and himself. So I, I think that calling Joseph an enigma allows us the opportunity to, to be drawn into his life in a way, perhaps, that, that someone's life who, with whom we have more information might not do. It might just, we might get so far and stop. But, but because of the way that Joseph is presented and the decisiveness decisiveness with which he acts in in the in the short little bits that we have of him i think we have an opportunity to be to to really consider his life and therefore to look back at our own life of faith and in terms of our our responsiveness our decisiveness our our confidence Mm -hmm. in what god has asked us to do our obedience to the father's plan all of the things that make his his life so noteworthy the spouse of mary uh, just uh, for many of us, we know him just standing by her side, especially when we look at those infancy narratives and seeing his strength and so many other things. In today's world, the idea that their relationship, it's a struggle for many people to envision the type of relationship that he and Mary might have had. Yes, I don't think our, I don't think our culture is suitably prepared right now, the time in which we live, to, to consider human relationships with the kind of depth that, that certainly the two of them had in terms of their, their relationship with one another. Even though Joseph is presented in, in very short moments, the first moment that he's presented to us in Matthew's Gospel tells us that he had tremendous, he had tremendous respect for and love for Mary because that's why he was in agony about what to do with the situation she presented him with, that she was with child. Mm-hmm. And, and so he just, just from that little bit, this, this wasn't a man who sort of bit his tongue or crossed his fingers and said, okay, I suppose, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I'll, I'll care for this woman and her child. This was a man that already had, ter- had a tremendous amount of love and concern for this woman. When the angel comes to him in a dream, that presents an opportunity for Joseph really to, to discover this woman that he's known, he's betrothed to her, she's betrothed to him, this woman that he's known, he, he's able to see her in a, in a whole new light. It's, it's, it's really a remarkable gift. And I think that that alone, that, 
there's such a superficiality today to the way that people are pushed towards each other in relationship, sort of seeing themselves first and then the other maybe occasionally, you know, on anniversaries or or uh, on a Valentine's Day. But here is a, is a man who, who steps into seeing this woman that he's already cared about and that he does care for from, a, from an entirely new perspective. And, and that's what he embraces. It's not just a job to take care of her, to take care of her child. It's, it's really to, to see this human life from the perspective of Christ, which is what we are all called to do. And certainly spouses whose love is, a, is an image of Christ's love for the church are, are meant to do that. So there's a tremendous opportunity in, in reflecting on the nature of their spousal relationship for couples today to, to really, once again, take hold of the beauty of their vocation, the dignity of their vocation, the, just the, the need and necessity of their vocation for, for society. In many ways, it's easy for us to see, of course, Mary as the, the maternal nurture of Jesus, but the expression of fatherhood, what it is to be a father to teach, to protect, Joseph becomes that example for us in a very real way. I think one of the things that I still find so remarkable every time I stop to consider it is Mary and Joseph leaving Jerusalem with the crowd of people they went up to the temple with and the comfortability with which they're returning to Nazareth. They don't even notice that Jesus is missing from their company until a, you know, a number of days have passed by. Mm-hmm. And, and that really says something about the nature of the family life that they have. They knew their child. He certainly knows his parents. There's this comfortability, uh, which does become jarred when they discover that he's not with the, the community of, of people going back to Nazareth. That's, that's what makes, makes the, his absence so jarring, is the comfortability that precedes it. That They knew who they were traveling with. They're, they know their child. They know their son. And, and all of a sudden, everything's sort of, in a moment, turned on its head. But it can only be turned on its head because of just the, the immense knowledge of one another that the three of them together had as a family. And, and really, Joseph is the one who, who creates that environment. It, J- Jesus could not have felt comfortable sitting and speaking with the learned men in the temple for how many days he was doing it if he wasn't used to those kinds of conversations with his father, if his father didn't engage those kinds of moments, create those kinds of moments, foster those moments in which he could ask questions, and they could have real discussions about the things that were important that ultimately matter. Joseph must have created this, this kind of environment for the young man, Jesus, to experience, and, and also to learn how to talk to grown-ups. I mean, that's what our parents, that's one thing, I, I'm great, very grateful at the time in which I was born that I had parents that told us how we were supposed to speak to and listen to to our elders, which I think nobody teaches anymore. It doesn't seem that many people are teaching that anymore. But certainly Jesus learns from Joseph the way to engage with people that are more mature, people that are your elders, uh, in, in, in a way that elicits this kind of wonder that the learned men have about this young boy that you know, has stayed behind to engage them in conversation. And, and just, just in that, the, the little moment just that little snippet that we get from St. Luke and his gospel, there's so much there if we just sort of take it in and, and reflect upon it and, and turn it around in our minds. And, and here, that the center of all is the man who is responsible for creating and structuring family life. What a, what a family life it must have been. And, and certainly, you know, I think we get a sense of that. 
I have to go back to to Teresa of Avila, who even in her setting up these communities of women everywhere, always turned to St. Joseph because in his prayers and in his intercession, because she needed to have, when there was trouble, she went to St. Joseph because he would uh, be able to help them because of that strength in that role. Well, I think think that, uh, and, and I do... I do mention this in the in the book. I think that if we really want to know what what kind of job Joseph did in raising Jesus, we look at Jesus' life, and he's going to show us the man who raised him. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's, especially when it comes to the the whole centerpiece of of Jesus' humanity is is to allow his, the eternity of his of his giving everything back to the Father to allow us to experience in time in history the nature of his relationship with his heavenly father, jo- Joseph forms his Jesus humanity precisely so that he can do that, that he, he can reveal the truth of this, of who Jesus is by nature with the father, that he can reveal this through his humanity. And, and what, what, a, what, a, what an incredible responsibility Joseph was given to, to oversee and to be responsible for, for the formation of Jesus in his humanity to reveal the, the nature of, of his divine eternal procession from uh, uh, you know relationship with the Father. So there's so much more going on in the invitation to take Mary into his home than just you know providing a roof. And and mm-hmm. and sometimes that's what men take the easy way out today. Well, I what do you mean you want to spend time with me? I I pay for the car, I pay for the house, I pay for the insurance. Well. Okay, but that's not just what you were asked to do. Mm-hmm. You weren't asked just to provide a physical space or residence. And 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 sometimes we give people a pass on that today. Well, they they work hard, they 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 put food on the table, but it's not just a matter of that. And you know, Joseph would say, "What's well, yes? It's it's not just a matter of putting food on the table. It's not just a matter of having a table to put the food on. There's something more at stake here. And ultimately, what's at stake is is raising children to to be comfortable and to be excited about accepting whatever it is that the heavenly, there our heavenly father wants each of us to do. And, and that, if you, if you imagine if you told them though, if you have, when you have children, there's one of your fundamental responsibilities is to form their life in such a way that they will be excited about saying yes to whatever it is that God wants them to do. I mean, I, I would, I would think that, I would think that men have, It'd be like I can't wait to be a dad. If, if this really, if this is a big part and a significant and important part of what it means that God has, in, has called me in, into married life and love, and then to, to be a father, but this is an essential part of my being father is is to form my children to 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 be excited about and 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 anticipating and looking for how how God is is going to ask them to, to give their lives. I, I would think that any man would sign up for that. I love the statue. I mean, that's what I signed up for, to be a priest. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean that he can be the model, I mean, as well, in a very strong way, or a patron to the priesthood. Yes, and if you're, if you're seeing yourself first and foremost as, you know, I, I have a responsibility for I think for men, I think we embrace responsibility in a more external way than than women do because they they have life within them. They give life. Life comes out of them. But but I I think for for men to by nature we're, we we want to we want to be responsible. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, you know, and, and I think saying, and, and because we're Catholic, putting some flesh and blood on what the responsibility looks like, I think that's, especially today, would be very instructive towards to, to men who, who do believe and are being called to be husbands and fathers to flesh out what this responsibility is and, and what it will look like and, and, and how it will be undertaken. And the church is there for you to provide you the tools necessary to, to undertake this, this primordial responsibility. The same with the responsibilities that are attendant upon being a wife and a mother to, to be able to say, you know, with real concreteness, here, here is how this is the responsibility that you have. And again, and here's the church with you with, with all that's necessary for you to, to live out this responsibility and to support you in the living, living out of the responsibility that is uniquely yours. And, and yes, providing models of inspiration and support uh, uh, through the lives of the saints, but also at the same time, because of them saying, look, this is what it's going to look like. And, and you can do this because, because it's God who's asked you to do this. So, so you can undertake the responsibilities of being a husband and a father or a wife and a mother. You can do this because it's God who has asked you to do this, who's called you to this vocation. And is it going to be difficult at times? Ask Joseph. Yes, it is. Ask Mary. It's, it's going to be difficult at times. It's, it might seem confusing at times, uh, the direction that you're moving in. But, but again, even in those moments, there's no need to be afraid. There's no, there's no need to, to stop trusting the one that has invited you into this vocation. And that's, you know, really concretely putting it all out there for people, I think. It should be part of, and I think is meant to be part of, what uh, Blessed John Paul II and... Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth and now Pope Francis have talked about the new evangelization. You know, let's 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 put it out there in real terms that people can understand. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 show them that this reality, this of called Jesus, who we believe is the Son of God, let's let's put it out there. What does this mean? What does this entail? What is this going to look like? How's it going to unfold? And to be excited about it because it's worth being excited about. And it's worth embracing, and that's what I love about Joseph. He just he just embraces it. I mean, there's no there's no hesitancy. He has the second dream, and he you know he doesn't he, the first dream. Neither time does he wake up in the morning. And go, oh, I must have had you know some bad food last night. Mm-hmm. I must have had indigestion. I had the strangest dreams. He doesn't do that. Most of us would do that today. We'd probably call a friend and say, I got to tell you the weird dream I had last night. He doesn't do that. There's there's just no. He knows this is from God. He knows the the. You know, this message that he received, this, this messenger who spoke it, he knows where it all comes from. He knows its source. And there's just no hesitancy. You know, he could have thought, oh, well, I don't know. I can't take, I know you said to go to Egypt, but we don't really know anybody so far. And Jews didn't have a good history there. And maybe there's a little place, you know, down along the, the a different part of the, you know, Euphrates, we can sort of hide for a little while. He didn't, he didn't take control, which, you know, some of us might have thought, well, I don't know not Egypt, that's kind of, not really sure about our security, so here's a little place, you know, I, I contacted a relative, we can go hide here until it's time to come back. Doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't insert himself at all. I mean, he's so, he's so selfless in the way that he responds, and I think that can go unnoticed too, unless you have a spastic priest like me telling you about <laughs> it, but I think it could go unnoticed. Well, I, I don't, I don't think I'd use the word spastic, Father. I, th- I would say just filled with zeal in the greatest wave. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. 
Hi, this is Chris McGregor of Discerning Hearts, asking for your help during this Lenten and Easter season. Support from our listeners is vital and allows us to bring you and many others high-quality spiritual programs like the one you are listening to now. It also assists us in our outreach to areas around the globe, touching literally millions of souls via the World Wide Web. Our highly rated free Discerning Hearts app allows you to access over a thousand audio files as well as video content now available on our expanding YouTube channel. And new this year, we've been able to offer online spiritual seminar retreats with Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essef, and Deacon James Keating. The heart of our mission is to help foster authentic spiritual formation for the seeking soul so they can fully encounter the living Christ and share in his mission of healing hearts and spreading the good news to the world. Please, won't you help us to continue this important work of evangelization by donating today to DiscerningHearts.com. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, hear us. Jesus, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Renowned offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Diligent protector of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, Pray for us. Joseph, most chaste. Pray for us. Joseph, most prudent. Pray for us. Joseph, most strong. Pray for us. Joseph, most obedient. Pray for us. Joseph, most faithful. Pray for us. Mirror of patience. Pray for us. Lover of poverty. Pray for us. Model of artisans. Pray for us. Glory of home life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Solace of the wretched. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, in your ineffable providence, you were pleased to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother. Grant, we beg you, that we may be worthy to have him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. 
you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. We now return to Inside the Pages. I mean, as you were speaking, all I could think of was the statuary that we often see with St. Joseph where he's holding the child Jesus. And, and, and when you really stop and ponder that, I mean, it, it's not just about carrying him somewhere, and that might be that, but he's also protecting Christ. He's holy. That's what a father does. Yeah. And, you know, in that, in that moment of baptism, it, what is it, the Galatians, it, it talks about the Galatians 2.20, it's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So for that man out there that fathers the child, when you're holding him, do you realize you're like St. Joseph? You know, you're, it, you're holding Christ. You're holding that, that God's love, total gift. Can you be like Joseph? I think the answer is yes, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. If the, if the Lord has created you for that vocation, to be a husband and a father, then yes, you can. And, and he will give you everything that you need in order to, to live out the vocation that he's invited you to. I would say that you mentioned about protecting. I think one of the reasons why, Joseph, because people have asked me this with respect to the book, why do you think that, you know, the church seems to think that he, he died before right before Jesus' public ministry or not long after it began, why do you think mm-hmm. that he was spared the cross? And I, I think it's because he embraced his responsibility with, with complete fullness of self. I, I think that it, it would have been, you know, it would have been, in a sense, it would have been harder for Joseph mm-hmm. to stand at the foot of the cross and, and to see that he had failed because ultimately that's what it would have meant for, for Joseph as a man to see, I didn't do this. I, I didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here is the child that I said I would, I would give a home to, and, and there he is hanging there dying. And, and uh, I think that would have been, I, I think it, it, it's a, it was a gift. It was a grace that he, he didn't live to see that personally. And I, I could be wrong. The church certainly doesn't teach you know, definitively on it, but that's my thought. I, I think it, it was a great gift that he was spared uh, wit- witnessing that horror. And it's not that Mary was cursed to see it, but, but again, the, say, saying Joseph was spared isn't, a put down, isn't trying to put down Our Lady and, and, and her experiences at all. They, they're different people. They were called to different responsibilities. And, and, and the nature of Mary's relationship with the Father certainly was different from St. Joseph. And you know, what, what the Father asks her to be part of transcends just the moment of the cross because then she's needed for the church as as it begins to find itself her maternal care is necessary for for the church as as it as it unfolds she has to give birth to the church in a way that only she could so so i'm not saying that god was cruel to mary by she had to witness it i'm just saying that you know we're all different and and the the father respects the differences with which our relationship with him is lived out and i think it was a it was a it was an act of grace that Joseph never felt, I, I failed you, I failed you, meaning I failed you, Father, Eternal Father, I failed you. I couldn't protect your, your son from this. So, uh, but, you know, like I said, that's just my idea on it. And um, it's the beauty of, of our life of faith is, is the church inviting us into to, uh, reflection and, and meditation and in a way that will that will will deepen our own relationship with the Christ that we all hold, who has been entrusted to us in the moment of our baptisms. Well, part of the uh, wonderful gift that 
for us as members of the church is that he's been lifted up as the patron now of the universal church. I would say as difficult a role in some ways as it would be in raising Christ with Our Lady uh, those days in, in Nazareth. Yes, he, he certainly has been. Uh, he certainly has been given. <laughs> he's been given a, a very difficult task. Uh, you know, I God bless the the men uh, who are elected to the chair of Peter because I, I don't think I can handle the kind of rejection that that they experience. <laughs> You know, you're, somebody's always upset with you if you're the top of the totem pole. Some, you know, somebody's always mad. You know, you can't please everybody in the position that they hold. The, our Holy Father holds, and uh, being being put in the position of the patron of the Universal Church with billions of children. I mean, wow. I mean, that mm-hmm. he must really know what he must. Joseph must really know something about about being a father and parenting because what a task that is. Mm. I mean, I just know me. I mean, even if he had to just parent me, that's that's a huge issue right there. <laughs> so, but now, uh, maybe everybody, all the other Catholics are much better than me, so he, he really only has to busy and concern mm-hmm. himself with, with this errant child. But uh, what a tremendous responsibility. But I'm, I'm glad it, he was, it's been given to him. I think it's fitting. Mm. Well, I, Father Gary Castor, I wish we had more time, especially to talk about this great saint. Any final thoughts on this particular conversation? My final thoughts would be don't, you know, the, the book is just a, hopefully it's a stepping off point for, for others to, to begin a relationship with a real, a real solid, firm friendship, as Therese would say, with, with the, this man who raised Jesus. Just a stepping off point, by, by no means an end point into the life the beautiful life of, of this man who was given such an incredible responsibility and, and undertook it so well. So that would be my hope, is that this would just be a springboard for other people to, to come to know the man that is still my mother's favorite. Mm. I Just as a footnote of encouragement, the, the way the book is set up, Father, is just absolutely perfect for uh, not only individual study, if people wanted to enter into a, a study themselves on St. Joseph, but also for uh, reading groups, whether they be for men, women, or mixed. It, it, it absolutely is is perfect for that. I, well, thank you. <laughs> I hadn't considered that, but that's, uh, that's good to hear. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing better than being... I, one, I love, if you haven't noticed, I love talking about our faith, so I love mm-hmm. talking about the faith, but there really isn't anything for me that's more exciting than to be with other people who are, who are excited about the faith too and to be in conversation together. So, so getting a group of people to, to, to sit together, to read together, to discuss together uh, this man or some aspect of faith, I, really, to me, those are, those are like, you know, it's like Disneyland for, for grown-ups. I mean, it's, it's exciting. And, and if, if that if the book makes that kind those kinds of conversation easier, well, that's a that's a gift of the Holy Spirit right there. I do have to ask you this in in writing the book and walking so closely with Saint Joseph in the time that it took to do you know to write it, but also since then, has there been any surprises? Has has Saint Joseph in particular has there been a surprise for you somehow? 
uh, I, I would say that the, what I mentioned before about reconsidering and, and rethinking and, and looking at the nature of, of my apostolate as a, as a campus minister, that certainly was um, a wonderful surprise for me. That, and, and then I thought, well, why didn't you ever think of this before, you, you know, you numbskull? Uh, but but that, that has really been a, a, a fruit for me personally with, uh, in, in doing this work. Is, is coming to to see and to appreciate my response the responsibilities I have in in this in this apostolate uh, for, from a really from a, a new and deeper perspective than I think I had before and and that's made the beginning of this year because the book came out in August that made the beginning of this school year so exciting for me because because that's certainly uh, in working through this it was changing the way I was thinking about uh, my life my life here and this campus doing what what I believe the Lord has asked me to do. So that, that's been a wonderful, a wonder, it was a wonderful surprise. It's been a wonderful grace too. In closing, uh, could we ask for your priestly blessing, please? Sure. May the Lord be with you. Mighty God bless you, your loved ones, and all those you serve, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Gary Castor, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. With Father Gary Castor, we've gone inside the pages of Joseph, the man who raised Jesus. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to franciscanmedia.org, the website for its publishers, Servant Books, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it inside the Discerning Hearts free app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.